Well, hello again. We're back to what up. And I realize it's been a long time since we've done a what up video. Um, part of it is Joy is expecting a little one. She's been busy getting ready for her little one. And my brother passed away of ALS about four, four weeks ago, maybe five weeks ago. So I've been dealing with grieving. Ironically, one of our what ups was on grieving. So if you want to study grieving, there you go. Um, so we've been a little bit negligent in catching up with what up. And today, as Joy and I were talking off and on, we started to think about mental health and self-care and how that relates to everything going on in our culture and how that works. So Joy, as we reflect on that, what's some of the thinking that you would like to share with this? You know, I think that self-care has become more and more of a popular topic as of lately. Um, highlighted a few weeks ago with the Olympics, more than a few weeks ago, man, time moved fast. Um, and Simone Biles and the choices that she made to not compete in some of her events in order to have self-care. And it's been interesting to watch the responses to this because I've seen some people really applaud her and I've some, seen some people especially some Christians not really understand the value of self-care. And that's also a trend that I've seen with other Christians is the idea that self-care isn't biblical and the idea that self-care is not something that we should be um, doing per se. Um, and that's always been something that's been a little bit of a struggle for me because as a counselor, I regularly teach self-care. And yet at the same time, self-care is not the gospel. And so how do we balance healthy self-care, and yet not use it to be a be-all, fix-all, end-all for all of our problems. And, and that's I, a hard question. That, that is a hard question. And, and I find myself, I remember early in my counseling classes in seminary when this issue of self-care and ultimately what we're talking about is self-love that if you value who you are, you have to love yourself. And I remember in this class, the professor started to talk about self-love and self-care, good mental health. And quite a few of the seminarians were sort of like, well, that's not right. Aren't you creating yourself to be like an idol? And the Ephesians 5 text, verse 28 says, in the same manner, uh, in the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. And it's like, realize that God calls us to honor him by the way we love ourselves in and through Jesus Christ. And I think that drives the conversation about why it's important for mm -hmm. self-care. Well, and you're bringing out a really good point, which I have also seen in a lot of Christian circles, which is the lack of self-esteem. And the idea that having positive self-esteem may be a selfish, ungodly, unbiblical thing. And I've seen this repeated in a lot of Christian circles. Um, and so finding that balance between, yes, we are called to humility, that's biblical, but also realizing that we are created by God and that we are created in God's image and that that is something that we should take pride in. And when we, when we boast in the things that God has given us, we're boasting in God, not in ourselves. And in order for us to best do that, right, we have to make sure that we're resting and giving it everything that we can so that we can best glorify God through our gifts and talents. And, and I think, Joy, the point that I've always made with people who try to counteract self-esteem, and let's pile on their self-worth too, 
way we value ourselves um, is how much did God love us and want us to be with him? Sending Jesus Christ is a demonstration of that love. And in that love, as we walk in Christ, there's that call. I'm going back to the Ephesians 5 text again, that we love ourselves as much as God loved us. And that we need to, and I'm going with that word love, the agape love, we need to sacrifice to God in and through Jesus Christ, our own self-care. God doesn't want us to run tired. God doesn't want us to, as it were, overwork to the point where we're so fatigued, we can't eat, we can't sleep. That's not what God wants us to do. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's something that's so important um, from a theological viewpoint, that when you look through the totality of scripture, even God stopped and rested after creation. Mm-hmm. And so there's a rhythm of life there that we tend to want to ignore. And we really shouldn't be doing that. We should be honoring it and, and saying, okay, how can I, God, take time to care for myself? I mean, today for myself, I'll probably be taking a walk in the woods, taking a deep breath, uh, reflecting on life because it's one of those days where um, I add a year to my life. And what's strange to me is I deal with that in terms of self-care to give you an example is I'm relating it to, I no longer have a younger brother to say, Oh, wait a minute. Now we're five years apart again. That part of my life is gone. And it's good for me to reflect on that. It's good for me to say, what have I learned? How have I experienced it? If I have some times of tears, that's part of self-care. That's part of resting um, and building that in. And, and I guess joy when we look at a Simone Biles, what's one of the things that you were hoping as a therapist, people would pick up on as it relates to self-care? Yeah. And I want to highlight something that you said first, dad, that's really, really important, which is the idea that self-care means slowing down and reflecting. And I think that's oftentimes where people are a little afraid to do it because when you sit with your own thoughts, it's a really scary thing. And you have to process some things that you might not want to process. And so the idea of, of slowing down enough to give yourself that break um, is a healthy thing and a hard thing to do. Correct. Correct. Um, and, and I think that one of the things that I see when we look at the Simone Biles and these other places in the world is going once again back to worth. What is the worth here, right? Is Simone Biles valuable? Because she's a star gymnast who can do all of these things that no one else can do and is the greatest of all time. Or is she valuable because she's a human and she has worth because she is made in God's image and has those qualities of God in her. And I think it was so tempting. And even she has made comments about this is the first time that she felt valued as a human instead of an athlete and realizing as we labor for work, for our families, for Christ, that our value doesn't come from the work. Our value comes from who we are in Christ. And I see that all the time in ministry, that people seem to think that they're more holy or better because they are so busy doing all of these awesome things for God. And obviously we don't want to diminish that. We don't want to take away from that. But that's not that's not all God calls us to. He also calls us to be rooted and grounded in him. And I think it's so easy to hide from that in our busyness, right? And, and I, I think... The thought that comes to my mind 
is the reality of in rest, we learn who we are in Christ. And that helps our self-care. And, and I think that's something where if we're not cautious and we stay so busy, we lose track of why we're doing what we're doing in life. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, 100% sense. I agree. So, you know, a lot of times when I'm talking about it, I'm going to bend down for a second. Um, I like to kind of compare it to a coffee cup that I have. Shout out to Grand Rapids Theological Seminary, um, where I I kind of related to this, that I only have so much coffee in my coffee cup. And when I'm pouring into all the other coffee cups that I have to pour into, my family, my ministry, my work, my dogs, like all of these things, I always ask my clients, what's eventually going to happen to my cup of coffee? And then they say, it's going to be empty. And then I say, when my cup of coffee is empty, can I help all of those other cups I'm pouring into? And is there any benefit to my coffee cup being empty? Does that help me? Right. And so the idea yeah. of I have to go through the process, I have to do the things that fill my coffee cup. And then I always ask, what fills your coffee cup, right? And you talked about walking through the woods. Um, for me, it's going to the beach because we live so close, taking the dogs, reading a good book, um, really playing board games with my husband, spending quality time with my husband. All of those things are things that give me rest and refill my coffee cup. And it's important that my coffee cup is filled because if I'm trying to um, to pour from an empty coffee cup, it doesn't get me where I want to go and it doesn't benefit the people I'm trying to help either. And, and I think joy in terms of what we're learning from Simone Biles, what she was really saying is I could not perform at the level I needed to, to keep a, herself safe, and B, to keep herself mental health safe. And to be aware of that is what's the most important thing. Um, and, and I think we're sort of beginning to lean into some thoughts on self-care, you know, what we can do. I, I think, you know, you talked about spending time with your husband and playing board games, going for a walk with the dogs going to the beach to watch sunsets, you know, for me last week, um, one thing I've learned after almost 30 years of ministry is we don't always as ministers see immediate results of working with people. Matter of fact, sometimes we don't see any. And so for me, seeing results of what I'm doing is important. So I detailed three cars and I vacuumed them. I cleaned them out. And by the end of the day, um, I felt accomplished and I felt rested, but it it was because of what I was doing. Self-care does not always infer sleeping or resting in a hammock. It might be doing things where you feel like you're accomplishing something. Yeah. But taking a step away from the normal, I don't necessarily know if I want to say normal, but the things that weigh on your soul. So instead of pouring out, you're filling up. I, I want to nuance that because I think it, there's a danger there in falling into, well, of course I'm doing self-care. I'm, my job is so fulfilling. Yes, it might be, but it's also draining. So making sure that you're changing your rhythm and finding outlets outside of your identity in those places as well. So basically, Joy, to clarify, having a hobby that is different from what you do in your job 
could be very important in self-care then. Oh, for sure. I swing dance. That's one of my really important ones for me. And that's partially, it fills a lot of needs for me. It's exercise, it's community. Um, and it's, it's really important to me because it's a community that does not know me in my professional standard, right? right? No, they don't know Joy, the former pastor. They don't know Joy, the counselor. They know Joy, the person. And to me, that's so fulfilling because I don't have to wear my professional hat and I don't have to think about my reputation, so to speak, when I'm with my friends in that community. Um, not that I do anything too stupid, but I may make some jokes that I wouldn't make normally. Right. Right. Um, having that place where I am known as a person instead of a professional is so, so important for my mental health. So what we're saying in one of the issues of self-care is do something outside the norm that gives you a break from your normal job pattern. I think that's one thing to say. I think the other thing that I'm picking up on too is, and we're going to shift gears a little bit is watch what you eat, watch your diet, you know, food, food plays a key role in, in self-care and be aware of that. I, I think, you know, we, we've raised you guys. If you noticed it was very little processed food. It, it was always food that was cooked fresh. It was all because processed food has a, such a heavy amount of MSG and things like that, that can affect you know, your mental health food is, is one of those things that's so important. Um, and the other one that I'm not good at, I'm going to have a moment of, of confession. You're becoming my priest joy, um, is normal sleep patterns. There are times in ministry, I just don't get normal sleep patterns, but those are so important to have that time and place where, you know, you're going to get sleep. I think the best thing that was recommended and it came out of a news broadcast years ago um, was don't put a TV in your bedroom. When you go into your bedroom, you designate that bedroom as a place of relaxation and sleep. Keep screens out of your bedroom. Um, I realize with the changing of time, you now have a smartphone and it's a screen. But once you put that smartphone on the charger, turn the screen down, set it aside so you can get that sleep. Because if you don't have good sleep, you can't think clearly. Yeah. To me, this pushes into Romans 12, 1, um, which says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Um, I don't know about you, but when I present my temple to God, I really don't want it to be run down and janky. I want it to be clean and well maintained and I want it to be the best act of worship that I can and so by honoring my body and its needs I'm honoring God because I'm presenting that as an act of worship so and that that happens and that happens through the act of Mm self-care just to continue that thought um anything else and what up we want to bring up on this one as we're dealing with self-care and scripture and all the above is there anything else that you want to highlight joy Yeah, that deeper picture of remembering that your identity is not in your busyness or your job, even your family, your identity is in Christ, and that's where it's rooted, and that's part of what self-care helps us to remember. Um, And we would love to hear your ideas for what you do for self-care, so drop it in the comments. What do you do to take care of you, or what should you be doing to take care of you so that you are healthy and presenting that temple to God? We'd love to hear it. 
especially as you go to our Facebook page on what up that if you watch it there, um, make sure you just uh, say, Hey, this is what I do for self-care. If you do this as a podcast, um, just to let you know, you can get a hold of us via our Facebook page and just catch up with us there. That would probably be the best way as we think about what up in self-care. So uh, I just want to say thank you again. I realized we really didn't introduce ourselves at the beginning. We just assumed things, Joy. I am Master John. Huh? I am Joy Lyle. I am a licensed mental health counselor, no longer limited license. Yay! She got she got promoted. M A L P C. She's fully empowered. Watch out, people. She's here. And I am Pastor Don McDonald, and I've been pastoring for quite a while now that I think about it. And I've been blessed by that. I've been at Danforth Reform Church some 27, soon to be 28 years next year. And so with all that in mind, we're going to say goodbye from what up until we meet again. Joy, you want to say bye? Bye. bye.